Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. It's a Grand National Runner by Runner Guide. I'm talking a bit funny because I've got an infected wisdom tooth coming through, which is brilliant, and that's unfortunately why we couldn't record out for the Scottish National because I genuinely couldn't speak. So my voice isn't quite as fluent. Well, calling my voice fluent would be a, a bold chat at the best of times, <laughs> but if I'm sounding even more unintelligible than normal, that's the problem. I won't keep you any longer because we've got a lot to get through. Uh, James Watson's here, though. Hello. Um, we are back, all refreshed. We've had a few weeks off from Cheltenham. Um, a slight breathing operation has been required uh, after my uh, shenanigans at the festival. Uh, the messages have come through from all the friends and family. What do you fancy in the Grand National? My favourite one so far was what do you fancy in the Radox Grand National? Um, as if there's going to be muscle soak at the, at the water jump or, uh, or a, a flavoured shower gels in the race. Um, but the Randox Health Grand National uh, is looking very, very exciting this year. Plenty of interesting, intriguing runners. Um, this is maybe I'm biased because there's two horses in it that I really, really want to run well in it. But I'm one of the nationals I've been most interested in for a very long time, uh, and hopefully we can point you in the right direction of getting the first, second, third, and fourth in the race this year. Yes, it's that time of year where everyone and anyone has an opinion on the horse race, and this is an exchange I saw on Twitter earlier, Jim. Uh, your man A says. What's people looking at for Grand National? He's got a Ukrainian flag in his bio. We'll call him Mr. Ukraine. <laughs> he says, what's people looking at for the Grand National? With a winky face at the end. A winky face? Interesting choice of emoji. And then a man with Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> his profile picture. A man with Kylian Mbappe. A child with Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> As his profile picture puts Tiger Roll with the eyes emoji. <laughs> and then... Your Ukrainian boy comes back and goes, I haven't seen him pop up yet. That's what I normally go with, though. Lol. I might just go for randomers this year. I hope there are a few football names. Well, it's that time of year. Everyone has an opinion. And let's go through ours. Yep. Brahma, Steve, Bull and Burrow, St. Maximan. <laughs> Mount Adam Ida. Oh, it'd be brilliant. Goodbye, Bobby Firmino. Oh, we can be here all week, Jim. We love the football names. Uh, I used to just pick the horse who sounded hardest when I was a child. Uh, Still do that now, though, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, anyway, we'll start with last year's winner. Top weight number one is Manella Times. Absolutely bolted up in the race last season when I said he's got no chance. <laughs> Won that off 146, he's rated 161 now, having not done much this season, though hard enough to read into his races, Jim, out of his depth in the John Durkin, and he was given an easy time at the DRF last time. Nevertheless, I think he's got it up, he's up against it, winning it again. Yeah, same here. Um, you've you've summarised his season so far, and he, he was really, really impressive last year at Aintree. He took to the fences like a duck to water. Um, like we both really didn't fancy him and, and thought that he was purely that price because Rachel Blackmore was aboard. Didn't think he'd stay. Didn't think he'd like fend, uh, the, the the national fences, and he did the complete opposite and made us look like mugs. Um, a major revival's needed on what he's shown so far this year. 
Um, of course, he was going to be out of, out of his depth in the John Durkin, uh, and he, he wasn't ever put in the race uh, at the DRF. Uh, I think he'll struggle here, but I won't be surprised if he'll be there or thereabouts halfway through the race. I haven't seen finishing seven or eight. That's kind of what I expect. Yeah. Ranking out of ten for me all the time, Jim? Uh, middle of the road, five. Five out of ten. I'll go with six. I'll go with six. I'll be a bit kind. I think he's almost guaranteed to get around and go well enough, but I think this is a horrific mark for him. Uh, number two is Delta Work. Obviously top class at his very best. Won the Irish Gold Cup back in the day. Multiple, multiple grade one winner. And obviously he ruined Cheltenham last time out by not letting Tiger all win. Uh, Jimmy's amongst a favourite for this race. Outright favourite in some books, and I think it's easy to see why. Yeah, understandably so. Five-time grade one winner, two-time festival winner. Uh, had a proper scrap with Tiger in the cross-country. Um, seems to go on any ground and seems to show that he had plenty of stamina in abundance over three mile six uh, at Cheltenham. Um, his mark of 160 is probably exactly what he is. Uh, we know what he is. He's an experienced chaser. Uh, showed that obstacles of, of a different type weren't of any problem to him um, and I've, I can understand why he's at the head of the market uh, 14 to 1 uh, not 14 to 1 the 9 to 1 around about him if you can get that he's, he's probably fair uh, and my only question mark is, is Garnelli stable form at the minute, is it really on top gear? I, I don't really think it is but um, but I'm sure it'll just snap back into place eventually, a top trainer like him. And uh, for me, I'm going to give him an 8 out of 10. Uh, stable form wouldn't worry me, Jim. I, I get what you're saying, but I wouldn't want a top-class trainer like Gordon Elliott. If he was having all these winners during Cheltenham and entry, and I know he's, Cheltenham was frustrating, but I don't think it was bad because he was you know, on the wrong side of a couple of narrow, narrow verdicts. And... If they go the other way, no one's mentioning our Gordon's having a, had a poor Cheltenham. So I don't mind that. Uh, I just think it is, like you said, no one negatives about this. Def, this horse definitely has the ability to win it, stays well. We know he's informed based off his, his Cheltenham performance. Uh, I'll give him a nine, Jim, I've backed him. Fair enough. Um, I think he'll be... I certainly think he'll be there or thereabouts at the finish, and I think he'll warrant a proper chance. Number three, Jimmy's Easy's Land, form winner of the cross country chase when trained by the now incarcerated David Cotan. Uh, Easy's Land might as, well have, might as well have gone away with him, to be fair. Pulled up all three starts with John Joe O'Neill, folded very, very quickly in the cross country this season, having looked. To be enjoying himself more than he had been, but he went out like a light. Uh, I saw an interview with John Joe. This pretty much said the running here because he's nothing else for him. He's got no chance on what he's seen this season. Exactly, exactly that. You fairly harsh and brutal statement from you, Lou. But I, I, I agree. Um, being woeful was was the main word I put. Uh, and his handicap mark is falling ever so quickly now. But not for uh, this race. But obviously not for this. In, in other marks, he's been embarrassed off off lower marks, and um, he needs the national fences to spark a bit of a revival on him. 
Uh, and for that reason, he'll be getting a 2 out of 10 from me. I agree, mate. 2 out of 10 for Easy's Land. On to number 4. Any second now. A former Kim Muir winner at the Cheltenham Festival, but he's a pacey horse as well. Graded winner. Over 2 miles. Third in the race last year, having almost been brought down by double shuffle uh, at the 12th. Did really well to get to get back into contention and then get as close as he did uh, to finish third. Jim Wright said he's amongst, he's bang up there with the favourites. You get a best price about him of nine to one. Uh, I took I took 16s about him at the entry stage, and I think this horse wins a national. You think this horse wins the national? Crazy. Yeah, um, well, my my last uh, my last line into this of any second now was. Uh, £7 higher this year. Chance may have been lost last year in an easier style of race. Um, I think he had his opportunity last year. You mentioned he nearly got brought down. Um, I just still don't think that would have paid toll and he got, he got on terms with Manella Times. Um, prepped very similar this year as to what it was last year. A very nice win in the Bobby Joe, beating, beating Escaria 10. Um, and I think that his opportunity was lost last year. And I, I think he'll have to have improved again to be competitive in the race again. I think he'll be, I think he'll be seventh or eighth. I don't think he'll be troubling the top four. If I'm being really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not as hot on Ascari uh, on uh, any second now as the other towards the head of the market. I'd a lot rather have Delta work um, for me. However, I still respect him for for finishing third in the race last year, and for that reason he'll he'll be getting a seven. Um, but I aren't I aren't thinking he's going to be troubling the main protagonists. Oh, but look how long he was making ground for last season from three out to two out. The ground he makes between those those fences, and then even after the last, he's still moving forward towards the elbow. That's just when he cracks. But he's made so much more ground in. You know, in the final mile and a half of the race than any other horse has, having been on the back foot, uh, it's not inconceivable that with a clear run, the same level of performance season wins it last year. I'd say that he's £7 higher this season, when he's a horse with proven graded level form, obviously won the Bobby Joe last time out, which is, you know, arguably, usually Ireland's strongest trial for the Grand National. Having done all that, Manila Times is up, what, 16? I don't think seven's a, a stopping, a stopping rise at all, because I think he's a seven pounds better horse. If anything, he was probably on a, a, a too lenient a weight last season. You've got, for me, a horse who we definitely know stays a trip. We know he's good enough and has the cruising speed to lay up in the early stages, having form over the minimum trip. Rare to get a horse as quick as any second now who stays as well as he does. Uh, you know, even down at time form, Jim, we have him, we have any second now now rated a top class chaser. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we have him, we have him 167. Well, tell him to rip that book up because James Watson doesn't say so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so even on, even on his official mark, Jim, us at time form have him more than a, half a stone better than his official rating. Interesting. The model runoff here, you know, I think they're a very, very 
well, I don't think there is a negative with this horse, barring he may observe rotten luck again this again this season, which isn't something you can you know you can count counter for. He he made one error at the tenth. I'll give him. I'll I'll, I'll mention that. But other than that, fairly blemish free round. Uh, oh, I, mate, I really, I'm really surprised that you are not anti any second hour, but you aren't as pro any second hour as I am because of those at the top. And you know, I say you might be hearing that I like quite a lot of the ones at the top this year. I, I think I think one of the group of favourites is guaranteed to win it this year. I think there's very little strength in depth further down the market. Uh, but I thought he. he He'd have probably been the hardest one to dislike. <laughs> if I'm honest, he gets a ten out of ten for me. I think he's a grand national winner. <laughs> Maybe I've got this completely wrong, but a uh, seven out of ten for me. No, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. On to number five, Run Wild Fred. Second season novice chase, a very consistent in big handicaps, placed in the Goran. Uh, sorry, in the Goran, the Fiestes at Goran last season. And on another day, he very, very possibly could have won the Irish National runner-up behind freewheeling Dylan there. As Dylan, obviously, this season bolted up in the Tri-Town off 1-4-5. Runner-up in a strange renewal of the National Hunt chase. Last time, he may have had a little bit of a target on his back, setting it up for Statler to go past him. Uh I find him interesting, Jim. Yeah, I think interesting is the key word. Like he's got plenty of chasing experience, hasn't he? And plenty of seconds next to his name in big competitive handicaps. You've gone through them all, really. Um, and his Troy Town win was good. He beat Farquhar, um, who Lewis will tip up probably for this race as well. Um, like you said, it was an odd race, an Ashland chase, and I've gone back and watched it a few times and. I don't, I don't really know where I stand on it. His jumping wasn't as good as it's been uh, in the National Chase. Um, and it's difficult to know how good Statler actually is. Um, but... Hard work is a very good gym. Yeah. Well, Hard work is a probable goal club pass next season. Well, I, I, there's a lot of people that also fancy him to do the same, but I'd, I'd still like to see him try and do it first. Um, he looks like the type that'll just keep galloping and he'll carry on even over over four, four miles. Uh, we saw what he did in the National Chase. That's all he does. Uh, very one-paced. It, I think interesting is the key word, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's plodding on late on uh, into minor money. Um, for that reason, he'll be around a 6 out of 10 for me. I'll give him a 7 out of 10, and that's just kind of my worry as well, Jim. Whether he just kind of lacks half a yard of tactical speed, personally. Mm-hmm. Whether that might be what, what finds Run Wild Fred out in this, but I, 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 I certainly wouldn't be against him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd be more shocked if he wasn't there with another circuit to go, if you get what I mean. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I don't know if I said a rating. I've got 7 out of 10 for a while, Fred. Number 6, Jimmy's lost in translation. Obviously your best mate. Top class chaser at his best. Bolted up in the Betfair chase. We all thought it was the next best thing. The best thing since sliced bread. 
very nearly won the Gold Cup that season as well, but he's it's been more negative than positive, really, to be fair, since had his issues. Gained a heartwarming win first time up this season at Ascot and wasn't disgraced in the Ultima on his first start in a handicap at Cheltenham last time. But for me, Jim, I really don't think he's a Grand National horse at all. I think he's a suspect stayer and I don't think he's robust enough for it. I'm sorry. That's that's, that's fair and I'm looking forward to him proving all his doubts is wrong. Um, like you said, I thought his ultimate run was quite was quite good, to be fair. I, I think the false starts and the fact that it was a very, very rough race uh, wasn't necessarily to him and, and would almost help him going forward into this uh, because, of course, the National's not exactly a smooth sailing race around Ascot that you'd, you'd ideally think for. Um, he's, his jumping was probably the worst I've ever seen it in the ultimate. He just got in a pocket in behind. He just could never get in a rhythm almost and and come back with a fair amount of scrapes and a little cut just on his knee and he just wasn't exactly having a, a good thing of it and he, he stayed on well enough and you you say you were suspect about his stamina yes he's a I always end down as, as a speed horse at three miles did he not get outstayed in the gold cup two years ago yeah but yeah well I I was of that opinion then on Boxing Day, my opinion was slightly changing a bit. Coming around the bend for home, I thought he was well beat. And he plodded on. I know all a bit way behind, but he was a good 25 lengths off Frodon uh, as they were approaching the second last. And towards the line, he was only five and a half. He plodded on slowly. Um, and I don't think, and I don't think an extreme trip will absolutely bottom him. But I think he, 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 he now's probably the right time to try and find out. He's jumped the national fences down at David Pipes and absolutely flown over him. He loves them. He's jumping normally his key asset, and last time it was anything. But uh, I'd like them to keep him out wide, See, have a good look at his fences. That's what he didn't enjoy last time, stuck in behind horses that weren't going fast enough for him. Um, Jimmy, he's in the national. I know, but... but <laughs> But you can get see get plenty of sight of his fences out wide. Um, but you know you don't want to be covering extra ground with a horse who hasn't got home. You know, the last time... I'd like to see him last, The last time he got home over three miles was when he won the bet there. Yeah, and that's that's an obvious query. Um, but And that's why his price represents that. And he is very ground-dependent nowadays. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm being laughed at almost. Um, but I, I, I certainly don't think, I don't think he'll be embarrassed. I'm looking forward to seeing him give it a try. Um, I, I'm going to give him a six out of ten. Oh lord! But, but I, I think, I don't think he'll be disgraced. And I'm hopefully he just comes back safe and sound. That's all that matters for me. Um, and Harry Cobden will, uh, will get a lovely tune out of him. He's had plenty of experience riding him out at, at the Tizards. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully he'll, he'll just try his heart out, which he always does. So, um, fingers crossed for a safe return. No, well, we, you know, we're, we're big fans of Austin on this podcast, obviously. He's been, I mean, if anything, if there's been one podcast horse since the start of it, it's been lost in translation. But I just don't really don't think this is an idea I'd get behind. Uh, 
that little toe out. And if anything, Jim, I think it's easy to see. He's not going well. Now, yeah, now we're going to fall least, out. Now we're going to fall out. No. At least Easy's on stays. Get in the bin. Sorry, mate. Two out of ten for lost for me. Uh, number seven is Brahma Bull, winner at the Punchestown Festival at the back end of last season, over three and a half miles. Has quite a good record in big stain handicaps as well. Uh, runner up in the Kerry National and third in the Hennessy this season. The issue with Bramble, though, Jim, is that he can't jump for Toffee. <laughs> exactly that. Questionable jumper. Didn't seem to enjoy the cross-country fences last time at all. Um, and I also think his marks on slightly the high side for not a lot of winning that he's done. I'd agree. Uh, and at the age of 11, he's not exactly going to be progressing when he's had plenty of runs. Um, he, he holds his form fairly well, barring the last couple of times. He's third in the Ladbrokes Trophy. He was well beat, well beaten that day, but he stayed on, never really in the race. He has bits and pieces of decent form, like you said. He he won the uh, won at the Punchestown Festival, but uh, uh, his price represents um, that, and for that reason, he's he's a three out of ten for me. Yep, I can't really add too much other than this. Probably is a horse with the hardest name in the race, so uh, I might back him. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd say three out of ten. I just don't see him being able to make much of an impact if he if he does get around, and I think that is questionable. On to number eight, which is Battle Over Doyen. Oh, a horse I've always struggled to get my head around. Grade one winning novice heard like and grade one winning novice chaser, but since then I just think he's always looked utterly tripless. Uh, they ran him last time over two and a half miles. He took an absolute cruncher of a fall. Uh, did really well to get away from it, to be fair. Runner-up to Ranenvile, and close enough when runner-up to him over two miles at Christmas. His only win over three miles was in a free-runner novice chase, and even then he scraped home against an absolute bolt in Champagne Classic. Uh, that was years ago, Jim. This is a terrible, terrible idea. And I will hope Gordon Elliott will not run him, because he has better <laughs> options outside of the top 40 at the minute. Exactly that. Um, I, the main reason you don't like him is because his dam's called Battle Over. His size is dying, isn't it, really? That that adds to it, but he's just a very, very hard horse to to be fond of, isn't he? A horse of his ability, bear in mind, Jim. Right, he's a horse of, of I think you could say, considerable ability, always had a big reputation. Like we said, grade one winner as a novice hurdle and a novice chaser. Multiple grade summer, two winner. Sorry? Multiple grade two winner as well. Yeah. In the summer, he went off 7-2 to two for the race he won at Galway in July. Anamix was 7-4 to four and Kashari was 2-1. to one. Now, he's close to like half a stone, at least a, half a stone better than Anamix and at least a stone better than Kashari. But those two were, heavy, you know, were more favoured than him in the betting. Because he's just an odd, an odd horse. He's not well liked by you. Never has been. Uh... I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in the entry sale and some people get the checkbook out to have a runner in the national. Yeah, that that's that's not a poor shout. One out of ten for me. Uh, two out of ten for me. Maybe I won't be as. And so he does have the entry in the top as well. Which that would make be, more sense. Yeah, like a lot of his forms over two four. I, I think I'd rather see that. And it'd be half an interesting runner in that. 
<laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, no, terrible, terrible idea having him anywhere near the Grand National. Uh, as we've said. Moving on then to number nine, which is Burroughs Saint, the Irish national winner. Of 2019 it is now. Christ, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Uh, progressing to a very, very decent horse. After that, went off 9-1 to one for this race last season. Looked the winner jumping two out. Didn't quite get home. Finished fourth. Steady-ish this season. Runner-up to album photo. In album photos, little race he wins at Tremor every year. And then only third. Fairly well beaten, to be fair, behind any second out and a scarier 10 in the Bobby Joe a race in which he was also second last year. Uh, you see, there are some very opposite opposite views with Burroughs. I've seen a very, very decent judge in the last week say they're with Burroughs saying he's their Grand National horse this year because they think a year older, with knowing a bit more about how he didn't get home, that little better, they'll be better able to, to settle him and hold him till a little bit later. And I saw another judge saying he's got absolutely no chance blatant on stale. <laughs> Bit of a head scratcher for some people. Um, he's off the same mark as he was last year. Similar build up to last year, as you mentioned, the Bobby Joe. Uh, he was eye catching in that last year, and he was anything but this year. Uh, if anything, disappointing. Um, not the, the not the force of last year on this year's form, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he'd. Uh, come back to that. Uh, I think his price represents like around eighteen to one, twenty to one uh, about him. And I, I won't be too surprised if he bounced back. But on that performance behind any second now in the Bobby Joe, he needs a serious step up uh, from that. Um, it's mad that like Ruby Walsh rode him to win the Irish Nationals back in twenty nineteen, and oh, time flies. Um, but I won't be surprised if if he's uh, runs a similar sort of race as he did last year, and for that reason, it'll be a six out of ten for me. Yeah, I'm going to go a six as well, Jim. I think he'll get round. I think he'll show up well enough for a long way. But I think, as we saw last year, he's vulnerable enough for win purposes. Uh, I, I can't be too against an Irish national winner as a, as a non-stayer in the race, because to me that means a horse who I think is going to be a yeah. out out of it by second Valentine's. Yeah. Fun for stamina by then. Burrow Satan isn't that sort of horse. But it'll just be what happens once he crosses the Melling Road, uh, whether he'll have enough left in the tank. And on evidence we saw last year, probably find that a couple will have too much room at that stage of the race. Uh, number 10 is Mount Ida, Jim. Won the Kim Muir at Cheltenham last season in extraordinary fashion, having jumped abysmally and got herself de- completely detached at the back of the field from a long way out. This season she's won uh, against her own sex, listers in grade three level, but that those jumping issues came back to haunt her in the mare's chase last time. Probably, all, obviously, also just wasn't quick enough for that sort of race, given she did every yard of the Kim Muir trip last year. Uh, she's not a horse I like, though, Jim. I think she jumps poorly, and uh, I think she takes a lot of riding and effort to get behind, even when other people have been impressed by her, I've always been a little bit like, really, you like that? Yeah. Even when she's been winning, uh, I'm dead against her, mate. Out, yeah. out, of the ones, out of the ones that's short enough prices, she's the one I like least. 
Yeah, that's that's fair enough, and a bit of a risk to. She's sure going to be a, a fair valuable mare with Grade Threes and listed wins uh, to her name. Bit of a risk to run her in this race if if it's not for me. Um, of course, the jumping was certainly interesting at Cheltenham, and it has been throughout her career. Like you said, needed every bit of that Kim Your distance to to run this, and extreme trips is is exactly what she wants. Irish National was something that I think she'd probably have enjoyed, but. Um, is he jocked up for this, Lou? Who's who's a boy? Uh he's gonna have his work cut out riding uh riding a has has won on a, a few times before, uh over two miles. Like it's mad that she's won over two miles because she's a horse that I feel could they go a fair clip early on in the in the national and she could be just outpaced after four, uh and I won't be surprised. The jumping really sets her back and um I, I think she'll struggle here, and for that reason, she'll be getting a three three out of ten for me. I'm gonna go forging, but yeah, I, I I agree. I think I think she'll either come down or she'll get herself so detached uh, by her lack of pace slash questionable jumping technique. Uh, that even if she does does get round and warm into it, she'll be so far behind that she won't be able to land a blow. Mhm. On to number 11, which is Longhouse Poet for Martin Brazil. This horse won the Fiestes chase at Goran in January, traditionally one of the strongest handicaps in Ireland, certainly one of the most important. Unexposed going into that really is a staying chaser. Very much looks like the sort of, you know, second season progressive novice that fits a Grand National type profile. Uh, Jimmy, I think he's got a chance, mate. Yeah, I'm quite I'm quite keen on the chances of Longhouse Poet, to be honest. Um, like you said, won the Thiesties early season off 145. He's £10 higher here. Um, but he beat Franco de Port, who, who, in my opinion, was, was the winner of the Thiesties throughout that race. He had solid form in, in some nice races running in, in Gold Cup trials over in Ireland. Beat him and Mr Fogpatches, who... Um, who wasn't disgraced in the Kim Muir, um, who just stays and stays for days. Um, I, I, I think um, he had a nice prep in the Boyne. I know he went off a short enough price, but that was never going to be his bag. He's got good bits and pieces of form in novice chases over 2-3, 2-5. So he's quite clearly got plenty of speed for that. Um, that, that run last time will, will put him, probably put him spot on for this. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised he's far away. He's beat Run Wild Fred in the big dog in a beginner's chase over three miles um, back in December at Punchestown in 2020. Um, of course, he's, he fits the profile of a progressive eight-year-old, second season novice. I, I think he'll be more than more than competitive here, and I'm expecting him to be within the first four in the race, and for that reason, he'll be getting a, a solid eight out of ten for me. I... I I really liked how he jumped and travelled, um, and he stayed on strongly in in the Thiesties, and I really, really like that. And I think he'll be, I think he's got a, I think he's got a proper chance here. Only thing for me, Jim, would be, will he want it softer than he'll get? Yeah, a, a lot of his form is on heavy ground, um, but it I doesn't have an over exaggerated action to make me think that he'll want it absolutely bottomless. Um, 
he's never really been tried. I, I don't have a list of if he's been withdrawn because of the ground before. Um, but I, I don't think it's over exaggerated that he wants proper dig underfoot. And I don't think I don't think it's going to be absolutely bottomless. I think it'll be good to soft by by Saturday. There's a there's a fair there's not a fair amount of rain, but there's ten millilitres probably that's going to come down. There's plenty of sunshine on the Friday and Saturday. Strong winds across the track. I I, I think he'll I think it'll be all right. And they've not watered, which to some they'll be gutted about, but for for me I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, fair enough, Jim. Fair enough, mate. On to number twelve. What what rating are you giving him? Sorry. Oh, I sorry. Uh, I think seven. Yeah. Yeah, seven out of ten for the last point for me. I, I I think he's got a solid enough chance without specifically wanting to back him at the prices. Yeah. Uh, as we said then, Jim, the other Tizard horse is number twelve, Fiddler on the Roof. Probably just a notch. Well, not probably. Definitely just a notch below the top novice chasers in Britain last season, runner-up to the great Monkfish in the uh, RSA at Cheltenham. Came back this year with a really, really good win in the listed Colin Parker chase over two and a half miles at Carlisle. And then held his own really well in handicap company, runner-up in the Ladbrokes Trophy. That was a cracking effort, and on another day he probably could have won that uh, if he wasn't hampered at far out. And then, again, runner-up again behind Fortescue in the Swinley chase at Ascot last time, having gotten to the lead and then maybe just tied up a bit in the in the final stages. Uh, Jim, look, he, he's a quick horse for one who stays well enough. The case is obvious he should go well. Yeah, um, you, you've summed him up, really. Um, like you said, his novice form last year wasn't that bad. Monkfish next destination it, at a time where the yard wasn't exactly firing on all cylinders. I think that was a nice renewal of the Colin Parker. Um, Pay the Piper, who'd had a, who's had a nice season in behind. I know Hoy Senor was um, possibly uh, going to be a bit closer when, when unseating Derek Fox in that. Um, a second in, in the Labrooks Trophy was a, a, a great run, I thought, and he had to hot step remastered as, at the third last. and um, that, that little... You saw Edward Stone uh, in the Arkle uh, hot step, and it's almost like he'd learnt from what he'd done at uh, early season at Warwick, if you remember rightly. And I think that what happened to Fiddler in the Labrooks will certainly help him here, because it's obviously it's a competitive handicap, and anything can happen in that sort of race. Uh, and I think that'll certainly help him here. He's running the Swindley. They kept him until then, so that uh, you got his national weight which was more than fair. Top weight giving a fair amount of weight to a five-pound claimer, Hugh Nugent taking it off Fortescue's back. He was plenty behind the bridle that day and screamed absolute Grand National type for me. Um, didn't jump well at all, which wasn't like him. His jumping's been normally spot on. Um, he lost two, sho- two shoes that day uh, as well to finish so close and, and up, up with them at that stage of the race I, I was really really impressed with um, he's, he's I think this is this sort of he fits the profile of of a national winner for me and uh, I'm, I'm of course I'm going to be pretty keen of him the stable are on firing all cylinders at the minute winners left right and centre uh, 
camp. This has been the plan. They're not going to have another chance with a horse similar to him off this mark to run in the national. And I think he's he's tailor made for it. If he jumps efficiently, he's, he schooled with lost the other day and did a pretty decent job of, of the national fences. I'm looking forward to it. I I think coming to I think he'll be travelling a little bit behind the bride and coming to two out, and then it's what he's got left staying on. Late on, I, I don't have a problem with stamina for him. I think he'll just plod and plod and plod, and um, it's just what's taken out of him throughout the race. I, I, and for that reason, I, he's he's my most likely idea winner of the national. Oh, um, what a surprise! Who'd have guessed it? Uh, and I, he's gonna he's gonna get a nine out of ten because no one can ever get a ten out of ten. Um, but I, I think he's he's got an outstanding chance in this race off, off that mark. Um, with the form he's got on the ground, he's got no issues with ground. He'll go on anything, uh, and I think next season he'll make up into a graded chaser. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree. He's already that good. He's already yeah. that good, mate. I think he'd have won grade twos in this country on his head uh, this season, given the form he's shown. Uh, but given that. Given that is your pick, I'm just going to be a little bit more forensic with you then, mate. Go on. Was he not outstayed last last time? Fortescue outstayed him, didn't he? I thought he was outstayed because of his jumping. I thought that took a lot out of him. Um, the fact that he lost two shoes summed it up, really, that he just he just could never get going. His jumping never really found any rhythm. He was found a lot further back than usual. Um, and, and once again, I mentioned it earlier on, we'd lost him, the ultimate. That experience will only help him here. Um, and it's not that I don't think he was outstayed. I think he was. It, I thought he was one paced. If any. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. All the hours of discussion and research we'll put we'll have put into this, and Jim goes for his mate's horse. <laughs> Everything you come to expect from turf talk. Uh, well, look, it's not the silliest thing you'll ever say, mate. I think he's got a fair enough chance, as good as. Most of kind of what I'd, I'd describe as kind of like the second tier behind those top three in the head of the betting. And I'll give him a seven, seven out of ten. I have no, no, uh, no problems with anyone who wants to wants to be with Fiddler on the roof. I think he'll go well enough. Number thirteen is two for gold. Kim Bailey's horse. He was a horse I didn't like as a three mile last season. <laughs> you kept trying him over the trip. And I, kept, I thought he kept getting outstayed. The first time he ran him back over two and a half, he won. Uh, progressed into a very, very decent performer this season. One off 150 over over three miles, first time up at Donny. Then he went and won one of the uh, expensive Lingfield races in January. And only went down by a length and three quarters to Fisikia Dudri in the Ascot chase last time out. He's the sort of horse who... Three or four years ago, I'd have been dead against for a Grand National. Given what happened last year, and you had the likes of, you know, Minella times winning it, Balco de Flo finishing second. To a degree, any second now, who's, you know, as like we said, a graded winner over two miles, uh, finishing third. Farquhar finishing fifth. You know, to me, in, in my head, they were all kind of two and a half mile ish horses. Two and a half miles to three miles, really. And to me, I kind of see two for gold fitting that profile, and he's on a nice weight if his Ascot form's taken literally. The negative, obviously, with him is that he got no sort of run in the top of last season, was on the back foot very early 
always behind and he unseated at the canal turn. But if you go, you know, a bit more forward of him, he's got the pace to lie up early in the early scrimmaging. I can see him going all right for a fair wage. He's kind of, for a horse who I've not been mad convinced by over three miles plus, I think the one thing I like about Toothgold is I think he can sustain a pace for a long time and that might carry him into the race a lot longer than people may expect. I can see him going well enough. Yeah, like we both just briefly mentioned it before before we started recording, and we both thought that he wouldn't be disgraced. My only worry with him is his jumping. Um, you mentioned it; he fell at Canal Turn, oh, unseated David Bass at Canal Turn in in the Topham last year. His jumping is just a little bit low. It's quite efficient over a normal fence, but over a national fence, I think he'll struggle, and uh, he just can't get his landing gear out quick enough. Uh, he's on a career high mark and like you said it, it, it could be a fair mark second to Fakir Dudery um, but if I'm being honest that Ascot chase sort of fell apart and um, it was it was just a weird sort of race um, and, and 50 to 1 40 to 1 around about him and I, I wouldn't I, like you said I, I completely ruled out Manila times because I didn't think he'd stay last year and look what happened and he, like you said, he's he's a similar sort of profile as in staying uh, type. And I, I don't think he'll be disgraced, but I don't think he'll be winning or in the first six. And for that reason, I'm giving it a four out of ten. I'm going five for two for gold. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think he'll give a good good account of account of himself without quite uh, being being there at the business end. Uh, number fourteen is Santini. This is good fun. Uh, the slowest horse in the world. Obviously, very nearly won a gold cup <laughs> two seasons ago in 2020. Absolute nightmare campaign last year. Didn't lift a leg. Nicky Henderson said, we've had enough of you. Off to Polly Gunsy he went. And he's kind of shaped with more encouragement this season, Jim. I thought, he, I thought he ran well enough first time up at Cheltenham. I thought he shaped well enough in the Cotswold alone. It doesn't read well that he wasn't able to get the better of the most rancid horse in training, Chantry Hound. Uh, and I thought he ran, again, the sort of race you'd expect in the Gold Cup. He will want this far. Uh, and he, you know what, mate? I think he's a bit quicker than some people give him credit for. Get lost. He missed the declarations for the Oxford versus Cambridge boat race last week. Um, second in the Cotswold. I, I could be daft here. And I was quite positive about him after his second to Chantry Hound. Um, but he might even get outpaced in the Grand National. Like, he's... I, no, I, do you know what? I, I get that. I mentioned it but early the, on. The thing, the thing that makes me think different is his reappearance at Cheltenham when, uh, when Commodore beat him. Yeah, yeah. Santini was the only one going with him for a long way. Yeah. And I know that, that that you know that was in a handicap against inferior opposition, but that that's what makes me think maybe not. Maybe there is a little bit more pace to his game in the right circumstances than people think. Obviously not against top class opposition, but this isn't against top class opposition. Yeah, um, his runs in big fields have been more positive than negative as well. Um, and like I said, they go a fair gallop early on. He could be absolutely swimming with his armbands on, on, on goodish ground. 
good to soft ground, which is not exactly ideal. He wants it absolute boggy. And I know that his Cotswold was on good ground, but I, I, I really don't want it to happen. And I hope it doesn't. I don't think he'll be anywhere near. Uh, he'll be plodding around. Uh, hopefully, has a nice time and a safe trip round. And uh, is there any jockey booking for him yet? Is it probably going to be Nick Schofield? With the Schofield, I assume. Yeah, I presume. Uh, hopefully, he'll have a nice spin on him. But uh, good luck to to Polly Gundry and and Santini. But he's not for me. He's become a bit of a laughable horse, and he's getting a three out of ten for me. It, this is this is what he's dreamed to. He goes to bed at night, laying on bales of hay thinking I'm going to be a national horse one day. And I remember people tipping him up for the national when he plodded on to finish third behind Kilbrick and Storm in the Albert Bartlett. And this is where he is now. And uh, no, no, just just no for me. No, I'm leaving him a six out of ten. I think he'll run well. I think he'll run well, Jim. Uh, And of those at 33 to 1 or bigger, he's one of the ones that catches my eye most. He'll be going forwards at the finish. Guaranteed. <laughs> He'll be going up and down on the spot at the finish. I'll tell you that for nothing. No, because he's a safe enough jumper. Uh, all right, he might not lie dead on the pace, but he won't get himself detached because he jumps too well for that, generally. You know, because Santini's a bit of a meme horse and everyone calls him a massive bolt and calls him slow Tierney and says he's the slowest horse on the planet, you know, it doesn't... All right, yeah, he's, you know, because he's finished at the top level, but it doesn't mean he's finished for everything. And I think on all the evidence of what we've seen of him this year, given he's a horse who was second in the Gold Cup two years ago, I think he should run his best race of the season. Right. Uh, I'm going to have a bit of fun with you. And I'm going to say that Lost is going to finish in front of Santini. How much money? But no, just well, well, no, no prices. Just straight lost beat Santini. If they both pull up, no one's no one's the winner. If they both unseat, no one's the winner. Um, or fall. Just if they both stay on the feet and lost beat Santini, we'll we'll do it that way. What what we saying? Yeah, I'd say that. I think that's the most guaranteed bet I'll ever get in the national. Right, that's fair enough. We'll we'll sort that out close to the time. Just as a bit of fun. I will do it. I don't have fun. I'm only in this game to make serious money, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, by, you know that by now. I don't enjoy a minute of this. Uh, <laughs> on to number 15, uh, who is Sam Crow, Jim. Uh, obviously, you know, one of the most exciting novice hurdlers horse racing has seen in a long time. That was back in... 2018, his owner Michael O'Leary had to even say he's not the second coming of Jesus Christ that's how good he was as a young horse unfortunately he's had more problems than Jay-Z since then uh, and he should be mental, mentally and physically as far, as far away from entry as possible this is the worst idea I've ever seen in horse racing in the Grand National honestly, well he's, he's not putting it right, he's fucked isn't he he's absolutely <laughs> fucked and it worries me that the same people who pulled dual winner of the race Tiger all out because carrying half a stone more than his last win was against his welfare think that putting this crock in the Grand National is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> He's likely to get injured than win. 
<laughs> it's my my mum was reading through my notes because she was intrigued to know who was running in the national this year because she wanted to know if there was any other runners than lost in translation. Uh, and under it, it just says, "Just why? Just why is he even bothering? Why are they even thinking about running? He's entered in the top, and I don't know what they're doing. I can't speak on that." Infused more problems than Jay Z. Surely he's had more problems than Kanye West. What do you mean? Well, Kanye's had everything wrong with him. Well, Jay Z's got a song called "99 Problems." That's what I was referring to. I was thinking actual that... mental health issues. Yeah, well, that's why I, I thought, Christ, where's this going? Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> Sam, Sam Crow is a bit of a Kanye West, like Pete. Early season and and then now he's gone a bit off the rails. Uh, anyway, this has taken a, a strange twist. Uh, just why is he running? Um, he's, he's shown absolutely nothing that he'll want this test. Um, the, uh, I'm just in, and I'm fuming. Uh, why is he running? Let's just move on. One out of ten. I can't. Even, ten. I can't even speak. Can I give him? A, in fact, a naught out of ten. Can I give him a naught out of ten? Well, yeah, and not out of ten for everyone whose idea this is. Exactly. And I hope you're listening, Mr O'Leary. Please don't run him. Just retire him. Yes, I agree. Uh, let's that's, get that's the first time you've agreed to a statement of me that started with retiring. Yeah, it was blatant, in it? And uh, there are horses who would be actually interested in the race whose spaces Sam Crow was taking. Uh, which is even more annoying. On to number 16, Jim, which is far class. A horse who I thought was going to be a blatant non-stayer last season. Did quite well, finished fifth. Built up a fantastic record in top-class staying handicap chasers last, within the last uh, couple of seasons. Placed in a paddy power in Ireland, uh, in the Leopardstown chase, in the plate at the Cheltenham Festival. Last time out, runner-up to Run Wild Fred in the Troy Town. A year older, will it help him stay further, Jim? Um, no. <laughs> Sorry to be so blunt. He's not a horse I've ever really grasped onto. He's consistent in handicap chases. Um, you, you saw him strut his stuff in, in two-mile um, novice chases, and then they stepped him into handicaps and... and like you said, he's run consistently in them. You thought he was going to be a blatant non-stay. I thought he had absolutely no chance last year. Will he be competitive this year? Not for me. Um, he ran OK in the Tri-Town. I, I talked about Romar Fred and Mr. Fog Patches before. Um, I, I, I can't be having him. I, I, I mean, I know that he was fit in the race last year, but I, he, he needs to find a little bit more. He's not a horse that likes to win an awful lot if I'm being honest I know he's got five wins to his name out of 21 starts but um, for that reason he's a a four out of ten for me I'll give him six Jim look I think he's going to go well again I think he's going to go for a long way Uh, I think you've you've tipped him on nearly every podcast well not tipped him but been more positive than negative about him for a horse that doesn't exactly have a positive strike rate in winning how 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 can you slate a horse for not winning when he's consistently hitting the first four in some of the most competitive handicaps? Uh, There's only a certain in, amount of time you can in bump England. into one. 
Right, well, he, clearly he bumped into one in one while threading the Tritown. Right. That horse went off favourite for a grade one on his next start and ran second in the Cheltenham Festival. Right. In the plate, runner up to the shunter. I'll let, I'll let you off with the shunter. One, grade one winner next next time out, was he not? Yeah. Yeah. Leopardstown Chase. Vanilla Times was second. Went up, bottled up in the Grand National on his next start. Live Love Laugh was also ahead of him. Bottled up in the top of next time. Paddy Power Chase that Christmas. Manila Times ahead of him again. And Castleborn West, who, you know, was on his way to becoming a graded horse. So he's not been, not get, not winning due to his own frailties. He does keep bumping into them. That's why I think he's, he's a really likeable, admirable horse who runs his race almost consistently. In races, it's hard, it's very hard to string a strong scent, uh, sequencing. Even if you look at, like, you know, Longhouse's probably first first time up this season was slightly disappointing. You know what I mean? Farclass doesn't have an effort like that on his on his agenda. I know we unseated on his reappearance, but he was just going to be in the first three. He loved him. Did you rewatch that? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that I, I was I was just going to play devil's advocate and just try and oppose. I know I know you want the wind up because Farclass is a horse I'm generally a fan of, but I find it hard not to be fans of horses who are as consistent in ha- in tough circumstances as he is uh, but I don't think he's a Grand National or still uh, I can see him running something similar to how he did last season and being involved until two out and then just, just tiring he'll do well to improve on his fifth from last year but I'll give him a six out of ten mm-hmm. number 17 is my big swing at the race I backed Ascaria 10 at 25 to 1 in January he's now as short as 10s uh, where is my shrewd badge? Uh, look, I think the case from is obvious. Very good novice chaser last season. Third uh, behind Galvin and next destination in the National Hunt Chase. Over three miles six. That form is strong. Shaped very well for a long way in the Fiestes where he blatantly needed the run. Only beaten a nose by any second now in the Bobby Joe last time. Comes here on a nice racing weight, like we said, second season chaser. Still has the scope to improve on what he's already done over fences, and we already know he should be suited enough by the trip. Uh, I find it hard to pick a hole in him, Jim. I think he goes well, very well, and he's one of my key free bets. Well, um, now it's my time to come and smack you right down. Ground question mark? Do you think he needs cut underfoot? The evidence of last time suggests to me not. Okay. Um, also, I agree with what you said uh, in the Thaisis. He quite blatantly needed the the run. Where's he going to find the turnaround with any second now? He was getting eight pounds that day um, in the Bobby Joe, and he's now one pound wrong this time. What's what's? There where's he going to? There was a nose between them. It's a minor, minor difference of pound. I thought I thought Ascaria 10 got the run of the race that day in comparison to any second now. Um, and Lens can come from anywhere in the National though, Jim. You know that. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as proven last season by what happened to any second now. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be reading anything into that. Um, I, I, I just... I respect him and he's a, a progressive chaser and I think this is will be bang up his street and I, I, I don't disagree with you Lewis that I think he's got a great chance um, he's third to 
to Galvin in the in the next in the next destination <laughs> novice chase. That's not a race. Uh, in the national hunt chase, um, what was a solid performance. He'd been running consistently last year in novices. Um, of course, disappointing in, in the Irish Gold Cup. Like you said, progressive needed the run first time out. Decent second last time. I I I, I wanted him to get the job done last time in the Bobby Jaw and he didn't and I know I was quite disrespectful about any second now possibly um, but I, I think that any second now will beat Ascaria 10 once again uh, and so that, that means you have this horse coming less than 8th yes I do what are you playing at man see this is why we always fall out every year over this topic um, and I've I've given one point less than any second now. I think did I give any second now a seven? Um, I've given Ascarian ten a six, which is possibly a little bit harsh, and I might upgrade it to a seven. Um, now now on second thoughts, but he's he's just not for me. I I, I don't know what it is about him. Um, I I just felt like that was his chance last time to assert. His authority on me, and but why, why? Why would you go and do that? Why would you be that fussed? You know, when this is clearly the plan for them both. Why? Why go hammer and tongs? <laughs> if he couldn't win the Bobby Joe last time, then I think he'll struggle here, and and we'll we'll we'll, we'll happily clip this up. But I, I just can't really have him. <sighs> Getting beaten nose by. By the long-term favourite for this race, and now Jim don't like him all my days. Sorry, mate. Uh, I think you're backing up a very bad tree there. Uh, nine out of ten for me, but this being a scary ten, and I think the fact that you don't think he's even going to be in that first eight is one of the most insane shouts I've ever heard. Okay. There normally is one from you on this Grand National podcast, so yeah, every year. So I can't disappoint listeners. No. Uh, on to. Number 18, which is good boy. Bobby had a really decent season, won a listed event at Weatherby, first time up, uh, finished a very narrow second in the rehearsal chase and then went and won the Roland Merrick. Uh, changed tactics with him at Kempton last time, didn't really really go to plan when he was only seventh in the Coral Trophy. Uh, bottom line, though, for me, Jimmy, is this horse won't get home. No, I think stamina's the, the big question mark. And when he won... Uh, when he was running in the Roland Merrick over three miles, I, I had question marks about it, but he stayed on strongly to win that. Um, well beat at Kempton off 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 the same mark, and uh, I think he deserves his chance at the race. Like you said, mark on the high side now, and and probably stamina is a question mark. Yeah, four out of ten for me. Maybe even a three. Not four four out, out. Four out of ten for me as well. I, I he's had a too good a season to give him a three out of ten. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. On to number 19, Lord de Manil, a horse I'm a massive fan of in general. Built up a really consistent profile in long-distance handicap chases on bad ground last season. Uh, unfortunately, though, he's never once taken to entry. Pulled up in the race last season. He won't get his ground. He's not quite being as good this year, Jim. He's hard to be positive about him. Exactly. Haydock's staying racing are his bag. Uh, second to good boy, Bobby, in the role of Merrick. Um, jumped like a P&O ferry in, in the times he jumped over um, the national fences not for me at all but 
for a horse that I've always thought I'd want, like a cross country style race, he he just doesn't enjoy it. Um, and there's a reason why he's that price, and he's a two out of ten for me. Yep, I'd agree. Maybe even a one out of ten. Uh, shame because I really, as I say, I, I really like the horse in general, but he's I think he's proven enough with his visits to the track before. Uh, that entry isn't his bag and he won't get his ground and he's on a tough mark. On to number 20 then, which is Coco Beach. Interesting enough, another Gordon Elliott runner here. Won the Fiestes last season. Uh, finished 7th in the Irish National after that. In and out-ish this year was was last of the four in the Bobby Joe last time out, but had ran well-ish went fourth in the Punchestown National Trial a fortnight before. <laughs> Didn't shake like he stayed that time, though, Jim. And he's only seven. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you go back to his Thiestes win and off a mark of 138. Um, and he's just not quite done it since off higher marks. Um, six, in, six in the Thiestes, like you said, was disappointing and, and didn't look... Uh, the force of old in the Bobby Joe mark far too high uh, 2 out of 10 for me 3 out of 10 for me on Coco Beach on to number 21 which is Darasha Counter a winner of the Ladbrokes Trophy uh, what is it two year, two seasons ago now yeah. back in November 2019 scarcely seen since he's had injury problems missed all of well the vast majority of last season came back after 16 months off when finishing fourth in the Denman chase last time, that was a well, he was probably out of his depth at his best there anyway. But I thought he shaped well enough for a long way, and I think he's a sort of horse who will stay extreme distances. For me, he's not out of it at a big enough price. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, like you said, won the Labrook Trophy off 149, back off 149 here, off for a fair amount of time. He wasn't disgraced in the, in the Labrook Trophy, he was just. It was a race he was never going to be absolutely flying for. He made a slight error when five out, uh, and he just plodded on and had a, a a good blow out of the cobwebs, uh, plugged on. And and I wouldn't be surprised if he if he wanted a marathon distance like this. We saw what he did in the Labrooks Trophy that time. He stayed on strongly throughout the race. And um, if he takes to the national fences, I think he'll I think he'll run a nice race. And I'm looking forward. To seeing him out, that like I remember when he won the Labrooks Trophy, there was like we're going straight straight for the Grand National, uh, which nothing ever came to fruition, of course, of injury. And uh, hopefully he'll get his, his go this year. And for that reason, he'll be a five out of ten for me. I, I don't think at forty to one he's he's disgraced. No, me neither, mate. I, I can see him going quite well here. To be fair, at a bigger price, and he's a horse who there's still a little bit of unfinished business about. He's running from the same mark as he won the Hennessy on uh, back in twenty nineteen. Still only 10 years of age. I'd agree, 5 out of 10, I think he'll go all right for one at a, a biggish price. On to number 22, which is Caribbean Boy of Nicky Henderson's very promising novice last season. Absolutely bolted up uh, at Newbury, where he looked like he might be a bit of a top-class prospect. Things didn't quite happen for him. He won at Kempton this season. <laughs> Everything other than that he's done this year, though, has been a little bit a little bit disappointing uh, and he just blatantly won't stay yeah he's a bit of a tricky customer like you said beat Fiddler in a novice chase 
Um, one at Kempton giving an excellent ride. James Boyne was seen to the best effect on him. He needs to be kidded into the race. Uh, he's five pounds above his last winning mark. Uh, four pounds, sorry. You know, he's like I said, a tricky customer who won't stay. Who's I also think he's a little bit soft and likes to get his own way, and will be need to seen to best effect when riding him. Uh, he's a two out of ten for me. Yeah, I don't think two out of ten. I just don't really see any way in which in which this horse goes. Uh, goes well in the Grand National. <laughs> if I'm entirely honest. Moving on then to number 23, which is Court Made. Now with Henry de Bromhead having joined him last week from Thomas Mullins. Uh, this made him had a really productive summer in 2020, culminating with a win in the Porterstown chase, which is one of Ireland's major staying handicaps. That was in the November of 2020. Uh, ran quite well at Cheltenham the start after that, but there's not been too much to shout about since. Ninth in the Irish National last year. Uh, Mark kind of has a has a summed up at the minute, Jim. She should stay well, but they'll surely be at least six or seven better treated. Yeah, I, I agree. The handicap mark is, is through the roof now, and the stamina test will suit. That's what I've always thought. I thought she wants an extreme distance. Um, like you said, move to Henry de Bromhead. Um, decent second tail in there uh, in listed company last time. This is different kettle of fish, though. And, um, and I think she's interesting at this this distance, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her around there, but I, I think she'll struggle. Uh, and for that reason, it's a 3 out of 10 for me. I agree, mate. 3 out of 10. Guaranteed to say, but I don't think there's too much else to, to mega infuse over. Uh, regarding court made chances. Moving on then to number 24, which is Kildesat for the Ben Pauling team. This horse won the three mile handicap on the Grand National card in 2019. Very nearly went and won at the Cheltenham Festival in 2020. Had an injury, missed all of last year, and shed quite well on his return after 15 months off. Uh, over two and a half miles at Newbury. He's quite interesting, Jim, because I say we've not seen, we've only seen him once in the last two years. And he, but he was a horse going the right way prior to that. And he's still not very many miles on the clock with him as a staying chaser. I find him interesting, and I think it's a, a surprise that Daryl Jacob has chosen to ride goodbye Bobby over this lad. I'd have had killed us out as a Manier and Swade number one. So was I. I. I was going to say this. Like I thought Kildersart was their main chance in this race. I know Goodbye Bobby, we've talked about him already, and he's good form. But some of his form in staying handicap chases uh, in 2020 were really, really good. Like you said, that second in the ultimate behind the conditional Discorama was in there. Vindication, Big River, just solid yardsticks and, and stayers. Um, always runs fairly well. And like you said, I thought it was fairly eye-catching in the Great Wood over a distance that Probably nowadays really won't suit him. Stepping up to this stamina sapping distance, I think he'll, he'll be up his street. Is it James Bowen riding Kildesar? Uh I'd assume so. Him or Nicole. It's I not confirmed, but... Something, I think uh, Simon Minear put something on Twitter last night um, that I, I need to find. Um, however, good runs behind some nice horses, including the King, uh, lost in translation. And... Um, 
I don't think he'll be disgraced here. Um, and I'd be no surprise if he takes to these national fences. Um, I, and, and for that reason, I think I'm going to give him a 6 out of 10. I, I think he could outrun his odds at 33s. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to go 5. But I can see him going all right. I don't think there's loads of value with, with his current price, though. Do you not think? What price would you have him at? I don't think I don't think too much bigger than what he is, thirty threes and forties. But it doesn't strike me as being one who's blatantly overpriced. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. I think that about sums up his chance, and. I guess he's probably a little bit more to prove with him than there is with Alexis Santini. Uh, I'm using Santini as a positive, positive comparison there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, look, I'm not, I'm not mega anti Kildisart. On to number twenty-five, which is Discarama, Jim's big fancy for the race last season, and he looked like he was, he was going to play a hand in the finish. Really, coming towards two out was bang there. And then he just didn't quite get home. Went out very quickly like a light. Came home in seven. A little bit of a different prep this time, though. He came there after uh, after five months off last time. He's had a prep run this time. Will that make the difference, Jim? Uh, I, I'm I'm not as confident this year as I was last year. Uh, and he's a pound lower this year, I know. Uh, and he's consistent enough in 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 his races. And he's uh, been a bit of a cliff horse for me, thinking there's a big race in him somewhere. Uh, Agonising. He got beat by the conditional in the Ultima and, and killed the start who I talked about. Um, and like you said, strip, will be strip fitter for that chase start that he had behind full-time score uh, and beat Smoking Gum full-time score has not been a bad horse for uh, Henry de Bromhead uh, so far. And I don't think that, that race will have done him any harm. And um, I think he'll be... I think he'll... I've always thought he stayed, but then... Last year, I didn't think he he stayed as strongly as as he did, and maybe that maybe the fitness edge might help him a bit more this year. But I I, I think he I think he had a, his best chance was last year, and uh, I, I'm going to give him a five out of ten. But I'm not I'm not confident that he'll be improving his place from last year than this year. I think he'll struggle to finish seventh this year. I think. I think he won a very similar race to him, and that's why I give him a five. Yeah. Uh, they're not dead against him. If people want to back him each way, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put them off. But I, I kind of think last year's kind of illustrated why he, he he shouldn't be winning the race. On to number twenty six, which is Topville Ben, the horse from Yorkshire for Phil Kirby. Uh, hard horse to really put a finger on nowadays. He's run the last twice over hurdles and he's done done rather well. Third in the role of Miracle with Fences at Christmas, but, but for all he's a likable horse who, you know, go runs very enthusiastically out in front. You know, he, he should be in the front rank early. Don't see him get him home. Don't think he's well treated. Yeah, I, I agree. Difficult horse to just get a grasp on, like you said. Shown glimpses of his old form over hurdles, but I think he'll struggle here. Um, Third in the role in America, I don't think he was disgraced, and uh, I think he'll he'll plod on around and 
he jumps well enough. So I, I, hopefully, safe round for me, a, a three out of ten. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go three out of ten as well, mate. As we move on to number twenty-seven, enjoy the Len. Uh, bought by JP McManus. After the entries came out for this to try and uh, to try and add to his Grand National tally, look, this horse was dead consistent in good Irish handicaps last season. Finished third in the Irish National. This season he finished third in the Paddy Power Chase, another one of Ireland's most important handicaps. Either side of two. Eye-catching enough efforts over hurdles. His marking is much lower as a hurdler, though. Uh, he's been a little bit of a wise guy horse for a while, Jim, hasn't he? A, a lot of the, the words kind of been out since the start of the season that, oh, I enjoyed the lens of the national horse this year. Enjoyed the lens of the national horse. You know, you've, uh, it seems like you've heard that off everyone. Now that JP's bought him, it seems like that's only increased. And that's kind of why I feel like he's a little shortened to the point where I don't think he's a betting proposition anymore, but he's got a very, very, very solid profile, and there's no obvious reason to be anti him. Yeah, I I agree. Like you said, you've mentioned his form already. Had a nice prep over hurdles, been planned for this race, and like you said, the price has completely gone with him. Um, there's not a lot more I can really add to it. I think you've summed him up perfectly, really. And I think for me, he's going to be a six out of ten. Um, I won't be back in at that price. Another seven for me, mate. On to number 28, Anibal Fly, 12 years of age now, having his fourth attempt in the Grand National. He was third and second in the Cheltenham Gold Cup in 2018 and 2019, respectively. Fifth, sorry, fourth and fifth in the Gold, uh, sorry, in the Grand National those years as well, but pulled up in the National uh, last season. Ran all right at the Punchestown Festival, but really for the for the past two years it's been overwhelmingly poor from him, and he looks like he's had his day. Yeah, his mark has dropped considerably though uh, for them poor runs, and, and rightly so. Like you said, fourth and fifth off a mark of one five nine and one six four, pulled up off one five five, now off one four eight. Um, needs to spark a revival and. And that's not looked like it's been happening for a while, and for that reason, it'll be a four out of ten for me. Uh, no, one out of ten for me, no chance. One out of ten. Yeah, not oh. a chance, Jimmy. He's got he's, he's barely shown any form for the past two years. Okay. Really don't see it, unfortunately, with Annie Fly. Uh, on to number twenty nine, which is Dingo Dollar for Sandy Thompson. Uh, Sandy got him midway through last season. Had an immediate impact with him winning first time up for the yard at Newcastle. Then he went and ran second in the Scottish National. Uh, quieter this campaign, though, ran third in the rehearsal chase back in November. A little bit disappointing last time out at Kelso in a race that's usually a decent Grand National trial. But I expect him to take a step forward from that, mate. And those those at bigger prices, he interests me. Yeah, very bold jumper. Um you know what you're going to get for him. It'll be there, up there on the on the pace. Um, loves a, a proper test in a battle. Um, like you said, the second Scottish national that forms not exactly come out as strongly as, as maybe you'd like. Um, a staple of the Northern handicap staying chases, and um, I don't think he's. I don't think he'll be disgraced at 66s. Um, but I think he's not going to be good enough to compete with some of the some of the main ones and. 
for that reason, he'll be a four out of ten. I'll give him a six out of ten, mate. I think it'll go quite well. No, I think he'll be going forward at the finish, and I think of those at big prices, he's the one I'm probably keenest on. Yeah, Sandy I Thompson's think... Barmy Army piling on into entry. Yeah, look, we, we we love a Sandy horse, and I think this horse's math is fair enough, and this is the exact sort of race we know he wants. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he fares in the Grand National. There's not a sexy thing about him, but he's just, for me, quite solid. Mm-hmm. Number 30, then, is last season's Irish Grand National winner, freewheeling Dylan, caused a 150-1 to shock to win the Irish National at Fairbury House. He's Biggest previous win prize that came on winning the Midlands National at Kilbegan uh, in the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Kept quiet enough this term, Jim, uh, giving a spin round the cross-country fences when he unseated. Uh, quick ground would be a plus for him. And the other thing I, I guess I'd kind of say is he'd have it to prove in this company off this mark. Though, surely folly to... To rule out an Irish Grand National winner. Yes, my my notes exactly. In Irish National winner, ten pound higher, stays well. May not want the ground. Uh, may want the ground fast. Needs to improve. May have had his day. Uh, into three out of ten for me. I'll go four, but yeah, he got the run of things at Fairy House, didn't he? Yeah. He had it all his own way, and I don't think he will this time. Uh, but good to see smaller connections rewarded with a. A Grand National won a Dermot McLaughlin had a really, really, well, very, very possibly could have won the race on another day last year with Vic's canvas as well. Not last year, a few years ago. Uh, but that horse did amazingly well to finish third, having practically fallen at Beaches. Uh, fourth, four out of ten for freewheeling Dylan. For me, though, on to number 31, which is Class Conte, comes from one of the, the top National Hunt families, his brother, Silviniaco Conte. Was you know one of the greatest chases of his generation, riding the Grand National as well. Though he didn't didn't do too much. Cello Conti, his other brother, uh, was a Grand National regular as well for a couple of seasons, maybe five or six years ago. Class Conti finished fifteenth in the Grand National last season. Uh, never involved really, and he's done nothing this year. Hard to see him being anywhere near the front end. Agreed. Uh, two pound lower this year. Uh... His last win came in 2019. I think he's got absolutely no chance. Uh, one out of ten. I'd agree, one out of ten. On to number 32, which is Noble Yates, the novice, uh, now owned by uh, Robert Whaley Cohen to be ridden by his son Sam. Obviously, that purchase took place uh, after the Grand National entries came out, trained by Emmett Mullins won first time up over Fenters this season where he beat the Arco runner-up Gabby Nacro but I've not been impressed by anything he's done since uh, and I think he's far too short in the betting gym, I don't like him <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of experience stamina, price uh, this is the number one horse I'm most against well, well possibly as much as Mount Ida mm-hmm. um, I, I wouldn't be as down on him Um Likely race seven year old, like you said, bought by the Whaley Cohen's early season. I've always perceived he really wants a, a stamina sapping trip, and maybe that's because when he just nabbed Gabby Nacko on the line, he was seriously outpaced and stayed on strongly. His jumping is a little bit sketchy, um, and he has had a lot of racing this season. That would be my worry that um, now to come here after a busy campaign, he'd struggle. I don't, I don't think he was disgraced in the Ultima, um, but. 
I think he'd need to take another step up. For some reason, I've got a 48 out of 10 next to his name, um, which means it must be uh, a four out of 10. My nap of the nap of the Grand National. Uh, no, I, I think it's a four out of ten for me. I, I I think his price is a little bit ridiculous, and I think he should be possibly double that. But I don't think he's gonna be disgraced if if his jumping holds up around there. Well, yeah, worry about his jumping. Worry that he lacks experience in this sort of event. Uh, worry that he'll stay. I think he's a shocking price. Uh, three out of ten for me. No. Fair enough. Oh, Willie, no. Sam Willie Cohen loves loves a national fence though, so that'll be a fun experience for him. Yeah, that's true. So did Red Rumlow, Jim, and he won't have a chance in this either. Uh, <laughs> on to number 33, mate, uh, which is Mighty Thunder, last season's Scottish national winner. Had been very progressive prior to that, having also won the Edinburgh National and ran second in the Midlands National. Not fired at all yet this season. But look, this, this is what the year has geared around for him. Uh, and given the form he showed in good staying chases last season, I wouldn't be completely against him yet, though obviously I'd have liked to have seen some sign of life this year. <laughs> yeah, he's been very disappointed last year. Um, like you said, a, a good winner of the Scottish National, a good second behind Time to Get Up, who I thought, would have a chance in the national this year and was possibly disappointing last time. Uh, he won that Edinburgh national trial at Musselburgh uh, last year. Like you said, no signs of life this year. And you'd have thought in the in the race he won last year, he might have shown a bit more. But um, he was fairly disappointing. Um, Lucinda Russell won this. We won for Arthur, and um, I, I think this this lad's probably not as good as him and. I, I think he'll he'll struggle a little bit here on what he's shown so far this season. But any any glimmer of last year and it, it'll be there or thereabouts. Uh, and for that reason, it'll be a four out of ten for me. Four out of ten for me as well, mate. Number thirty four is Cloth Cap, heavy heavy favourite for last season's race, having absolutely bolted up in the Ladbrokes Trophy, and then danced in uh, uh, in the Premier Chase at Kelso. Managed to run off a mark £14 lower than his BHA one due to that. So he looked absolutely chucked in. Went off 11 to favourite and pulled up. Uh, reportedly suffered a breathing issue. He's looked to me, Jim, like a horse with a problem this season still. I've, I've not quite liked the way he's, he's seeing his races out. That being said, I, I, I think there's still an engine in there. I think he's travelled well enough and generally generally gone through his races like a horse uh, retaining ability. I just think he goes out very quickly. I agree. It's a shame as well, because without that, without that, I'd have given him another chance. Yeah, I agree. His jumping hasn't necessarily been as good either. Um, like you said, in that race that Definite planned one early season at Oct- in October, um, he travelled well for long enough and didn't find anything, um, which was disappointing. And, uh, like you said, he, he seems to come into his races but doesn't find as much as he probably should do, and he just weakens fairly quickly. Uh, that'd be also my issue here. Um, he's one pound lower this year, and I think he's got a, a little bit more to find. Um, and for that reason, it's a, it's a four out of ten for me. Uh, yeah, I, I'll agree with a four. Been a lot of agreement late, recently towards the ones lower down. 
Well, your opinions have been sensible about them. <laughs> uh, on to number 35, Jim Snow Leopard S. Flawless this campaign. Obviously, if you're only listening to this because it's a national and you don't know the story, this made a homebred by the Fox Pit family. Uh, had a couple of years off the track, injured, in which time she gave birth to a colt foal, so she's a mother. Uh, took really, really well to entry. Jumped fantastically to win the beach here back in December. Did what she was entitled to do, winning a listed mares event at Exeter last time. Uh, Jimmy, it'd be a cracking story. And look, I think she's the best of British. A cracking story, but um, that's that's all. It's, I, I I can't see. I think the price of Snow Leopardess is absolutely ridiculous now. It's purely because of the story. Well, she was arguably the most impressive winner of the Beecher we've had for ages. The most impressive winner. She was clinging on for dear life. We were screaming oh, where the line was. The race. Clinging on for how far that running was. Come past the elbow. Oh, she's home and hose and. Hill 16 was running on strongly and just failed Hill to nab a layer. Bear in mind, went off, was rated 147 when he was top right in the Scottish National on Saturday, so 11 pounds, 11 pounds higher. Yeah. And and I, I, so you can say that's strong form. The ground uh, is also a worry for me. Um, a lot of it on soft, good to soft. And, and I know that I've said it might be good to soft, but I think she wants it soft towards the heavy side of soft. Uh, I know that she has won a good. She won on good ground uh, at Newbury, off the top of my head, and Doncaster uh, in her early season. I think she won that that Grade Two that was at the weekend on good to soft. Um, but and I I, I can't be backing her at that price, and I'd like her to win for the story, but I think she needs to find even more here. Um, it's going to be a 6 out of 10 for me. I, I I respect her, but I think she's got to step up a little bit more. And also, it'd be good for Charlie Longsden, because I think he's a trainer that's slightly underappreciated. I agree that I think she's got to step up a bit more, mate, but I think you're kind of underselling the positive qualities of a mare who absolutely adored entry on a last visit here. He's genuine, reliable, and jumps impeccably well. Uh, they're all huge assets at entry. Yeah, this is you know this is a much deeper race again, but look, she'll give an account of herself, won't she? And that's that probably will be good enough to reach the top six. Yeah, uh, eight out of ten for me on Snow Leopardess. I think I think she'll go well. Uh, maybe just outclassed by a couple of the of the Irish rivals, but I, I think she'll be the British number one. Uh, on to number thirty six, which is the Willie Mullins trained. Augusta Gold uh, won a Grade 3 Mayor's event at Fairy House last January, finished midfield in the Irish National and ran her best race of the season in a little bit of a Mickey Mouse event at Down Royal in March. Sam Crow was third, Augusta Gold was runner-up. Uh, I kind of think you're guessing here with Virgin and I'm not mad positive. Yeah. I'm honest. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. It's a one out of ten for me. Well, I think that's a bit harsh given she was, you know, she very nearly won the Punchestown National Trial in 2020. And she looked like the sort of mare that would go on to be a fixture in these sort of races. And They've kind of been messing about with her. Uh, 
running her over trips shorter than her best, but she hasn't shown loads recently, and she probably should have gone and won at Down Royal last time out. She was 11-10 to 10 favourite. Couldn't get a job done against the next French horse trained by Patrick Griffin. Uh, two out of ten. Fair enough. <laughs> you, I you just, you, much kinder. You just slagged me off of saying one out of ten and then give her a two out of ten. I'm, it makes the world a difference to me, as we know. Especially at the bottom end. Uh, on to the next one, number 37, Phoenix Way. Uh, lightly raced horse. He's had his problems, hasn't he? But I thought he always shit like he's got serious ability. Won at Ascot in January. And looked like the sort of horse who would still have a, a bit more to come from him after that, in my opinion. But he fell very early at Kempton last time. I uh, think he lacks experience and perhaps isn't a polished enough jumper. Yeah, plenty of question marks for him. Isn't a polished enough jumper. Stamina question marks. Um, I, I think the stamina is the main thing. I, I think he's a, an out-and-out two-mile three, two-mile four horse. Um, I know he was dried over three miles and... Um, and he fell in the race, and we, I guess we never know. But um, I think he'll, I think he'll struggle there, and for that reason, it's a two out of ten for me. Yeah, two out of ten as well. He's a horse I like as well, so I, I feel a bit disrespectful towards him. But I think this is not what he wants. Yeah, I'd agree, mate. Thirty-eight is Daisy Abba. Uh, looks like the sort of horse who will stay extreme distances, even though we've not quite seen it from him when he's being tried before. Loves it around Sandown, won the Masters Chase there in 2020 and 2021. He was ahead uh, second there again in the, in the, that renewal this season. Also runner-up in the London National at Sandown. Uh, does he need to go the other way around, Jim? Yeah, that's my exact point. Um, like you said, Sandown's the complete opposite. Um, proper slogger, loves soft, heavy ground underfoot. Uh, and I think he'll struggle here. Um and he'll plod on around, I think, but um, I think he'll be pulled up. He, he won't be quick enough to, to even keep up with him over this distance. And him and Santini will be swimming at the back, and it's a two out of ten for me. I'm going to go four out of ten, but I'll agree that my main worry is he'll lose his pitch early. Yeah, and he'll have a little bit of a sulk. He's one that can have a sulk. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Uh, 39, Black Lion Jim, 13 years of age. What a boyo. Uh Look, he probably should have won the Grand National. Well, not should have won the Grand National, but could have been fourth in 2017 when uh, he was sent for home far too soon, wasn't he, by Noel Feeler at the Melly Road. He absolutely danced clear uh, and then had nothing left uh, coming to the last. Uh, under a more conservative ride, he would definitely have been better than fourth. Brought down at the second the next year. And then finally after... Covid and injuries, he got him back into the Grand National last season, in which he was the best first home of the British runners in sixth place. He's enjoyed a beautiful Indian summer at the age of 13 this year, uh, winning twice at Haydock. Pulled up though in the Grand National trial last time. Uh, look, he's got cracking form over the Grand National fences. He's a little bit of a modern entry legend, ultra tough little horse, uh, but he'll do really well to finish sixth again. Uh, echo everything you say he, like you said he's had a beautiful summer at Haydock well if it's ever been sunny at Haydock um, heavy ground has, has seen him march his rivals into submission 
disappointing last time, but his handicap mark is is high enough, but it gets him into this race. Uh, and it's I'd like to see him have a nice another spin round. Uh, two out of ten for me. Yeah, I'd probably agree, Jim. But uh, class eight is not back into the race. Yeah. And number 40, the bottom ones of us currently in the race on Monday evening, is Poker Party of Henry de Bromheads. Won the Cherry National back in 2019. We've only seen him five times since, so had nearly, well, nearly two years off prior to this season. And he's shown absolutely little, uh, absolutely zilch since coming back. Yeah, exactly, exactly the same. Um, needs a lot more, but back form shows that there, there could be a sign of ability. Um, I, 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 I find it very difficult to make a case for Poker Party, and it's a one out of ten for me. One out of ten for me as well, Jim. Quick run through of the four reserves. We won't take very long on these. Death Duty, top class novice hurdler and chaser uh, in his youth, had injury problems, and but then ran the best race for a long time when he won the Punchestown National Trial. Not disgraced when sick from the ultimate at Cheltenham last time out. I think he'd have a chance if he gets in, though, Jim, though he may prefer fair, Fairy House. Yeah, and I, I don't think he'll be disgraced if he gets in, like you said. I think he'll probably end up going to uh, to the Irish National. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him a 3 out of 10. A 3 out of 10? 7 yeah. for me. Do think you think, he'll, think he's got a cracking chance if he gets in? Uh, number I, don't, I don't think he'll run though. So, assuming he does, Jim. I mean, as it stands, none of them are going to run. So, uh, <laughs> might as well just go one out of ten for them all. Uh, number forty-two, Domain Delille, won twice at the back end of last season, fourth in the Beecher. Uh, but look, he's, he barely gets on over three miles plus, uh, non-stayer, and he's on a tough mark. One out of ten. Agreed. Um, not more to add. No chance. 43, a Claire Surf progressive chaser this season. Uh, still only had nine runs over fences, won the classic chase and then ran second to the subsequent Scottish National winner, Wing My Wings, in the Ida. Uh, deserves his place in this lineup, progressive stayer. The only problem I'd have with him is really keep his pitch early enough. I, I think he's a, an out and out stayer. And we saw last season, like the likes of Kimberlite Candy and Potter's Corners got absolutely lapped. Yeah. I agree with that, and there's another point to that to that point as well. He's jumping slightly questionable. He hit a few at Warwick. I know he was in a nice rhythm in front. We gave him a time form, Jay, for his last two runs. Well, that's understandable, and I agree. And and that that's my only worry about this. I think his price is completely gone now, obviously because of the form of the. Well, that's a good Jim. Jay's jumped well. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I I thought you said a squiggle, but um, I, I did you say a J? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I've I've got question marks about his jumping. Um, he hit the he hit the one before the water, I think, if I remember rightly. I could be wrong uh, at Warwick, and his jumping isn't the most efficient. Um, but what do I know? Um, <laughs> I, I, I I've got question marks with his jumping anyway. Um, and I, I've given him an eight out of ten because I think that's what he wants, but. I don't think he'll get in the race. I hope he does. Um, his form's solid enough, and, and but but he's not going to get in, is he? So 
It, it, it's like the situation. What was the Emma Lavelle horse? Not the Emma Lavelle. Uh, the Rebecca Curtis horse that we both fancied for the national that year. Two for three. No. The names escaped me. But One for three. No. More recent, almost. Joe um, Farrell. Joe Farrell. It's, it's a bit of that situation, and it's not going to happen. So, sadly for a classer. Fair enough. And number 44, I'd love for Fortescue to get a run. He really deserves it after a series of cracking performances. Uh, insane handicap chases this season. Beat Fiddler on the roof at Ascot last time out, and he'd have a chance should he get in. Unfortunately, that looks unlikely. Yeah, like you said, won the Swindley. Um, third in the Peter Marsh, staying on. Seventh in the Lab Brooks. Um, nice story with the grandson riding who, uh, the fellow who owns him. Uh, and I, I, I think he warrants a place in here. And if the Scottish National was the week after, he'd probably have gone for that. Um, but I, I, I think he'd have a proper chance in this. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think they gave a class surfer rating. I'd, I'd give him six. No, maybe five. Uh, Jim, you one, two, three, four in the National. God, my mouth hurts. <laughs> Fiddler on the roof first, Deltwork second, Longhouse Poet third, and Derasha Counter fourth. Fair enough, mate. I'm going. Any second now, it's Delta Work, Ascaria 10 and Snow Leopardess. Nice and original. I, I, I think those at the top of the market, Jim, have much more in hand than the actual betting suggests. I'll be staggered if anything 16 plus wins a race this year. Do you think? Yeah. I can't wait to see your face when Lost Bolt's up. Bolts before the race. No false starts. What price on the false start? Evens. Well, less than evens. Yeah. Hopefully no false starts. Nice smooth start. Get them off rolling. Lost out wide. Jumping smoothly. Get in a rhythm. See where we go from there. Uh, anything else for you from the main tree, Jim? Very, very quickly, because I'm in pain. Um, I haven't properly gone into a lot of detail yet. Uh, of course, Brave Man's game is going to be the exciting one to look at. Um, on the Saturday, Time Hill looks to regain his crown against Florin Porter. That'll be an interesting sort of race. Um, I think. And anything else? Edward Stone's going to be appear in the Novice Chase on Saturday. Uh, other than that, not a lot. Fakir Duderee's going to look to win the Marsh chase, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I'll just say, for me, uh, I think Sizing Potts is very interesting if they go for the top of moon. That would be the, my most eye-catching bet of the other days at Aintree. Thanks to everyone uh, for tuning in to this Grand National Runner by Runner special. It is my favourite uh, episode to record all year, even... If my voice has, has been off and I've been seriously hurting whilst we've been doing it. So thanks a lot for bearing with us. Thanks for, to James Watson as well for, for being here as per and putting all the effort in. And thank you very much, Lewis, for soldiering on throughout. Aye, we've we tried, don't we? Uh, thanks to everyone for their continued support. Take care and we'll see you all again soon. See you soon. Stay safe. <laughs>